Hey there, fourth listener, John here. Thank you for downloading this special edition episode. Gen X Grown Up co-hosted a live podcast panel at Infinity Con Tallahassee on June 29th, 2019. On the panel were myself, representing Gen X Grown Up, George, representing Drawn and Paneled, Carlin from the Nerd Lunch Podcast, and Shag from the Fire and Water Podcast. Together, in front of a live convention audience, we tackled classic geek debates. Of course, our regular show will be out on Thursday just like usual, so this is an added bonus. Once you finish this episode, I encourage you to go check out Nerd Lunch, Drawn and Paneled, and the Fire and Water podcast. I'll put links in the show notes that accompanied this episode. All right, so in case you couldn't be there, here's the next best thing, the recorded version of our live podcast. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown up. Infinity Con Tallahassee 2019. Thank you so much for joining us for the Geek Debates live podcast. This is the Avengers Assemble of podcasting. This is not not a squad that typically podcasts together. That'll be evident really quickly. Like five minutes ago. So let me introduce the uh, panelists that you have on the show. Starting down at the end, we have Carlin with uh, Nerd Lunch. Tell us a little bit about you and this podcast. You can clap. You're you're allowed to clap. (laughs) That's enough. That's fine. (laughs) I'll I'll put more clapping in later. Okay, that's part of the edit. We'll fix that in post. Lots of laughter. Lots of canned laughter is going to go in in the post. Uh, My name is Carlin Trammell. As you said, Nerd Lunch. You can go to nerdlunch.net for uh, 333 back episodes. For eight years, humble brag. Uh, a little bit of a humble brag. Uh, started in about 2011. Are any of them good yet? Or there's like two. Okay, that are that's okay. Important. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, so the we the kind of the idea is we discuss movies and tele, television shows and comic books and all the all the typical nerdy things, but we like to put a creative bent to it. So we'll do things like coming up with sequel ideas for sequels that never happened or prequels for prequels that never happened. One of our favorite topics though is we'll take. Uh, like, remember when Denny's did the Hobbit? Uh, oh yeah, right, right, right. We'll assign each other restaurants and movies, and have to come up with a menu, with a menu right. for that restaurant. That's required. So, like, the RoboCop menu at Olive Garden. <laughs> <laughs> like that. So that's that's the kind of topics you're going to get on Nerd Lunch. And also, I've started doing a lot more video. So th- there should be an Infinity Con video that that'll come out soon. And I've got a video about the Tally Mac Shack in town, flipping great pinball. So go go check all that out at NerdLunch.net. Right. Thanks, Carlin. Thanks for joining us. Next up is Shag from the Fire and Water Podcast. Gentlemen, yes, welcome. I'm the, I'm the Irredeemable Shag, and uh, it's really cute that you have 300-some episodes. We've got about 1,000, so. <laughs> That's clean. When, when you catch up, let me know. And how many of those are good? And where was my applause, by the way? Wow. wow. I, loved, I loved her. She was also she was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is this required by law? Am I supposed to? So we have a, a number of different shows on our network. Uh, we've got shows on comic books, pop culture, music, uh, science fiction, you name it. We started off as a podcast specifically about, believe it or not, Aquaman and Firestorm. Uh, <laughs> I know those two titanic heroes of the comic book world. And since then, we've branched out in a lot of different things. If you, if you love comics, we have something for you, whether it be Who's Who podcast or something about uh, uh, the the... I'm blanking. I do this for a living. Uh, Marvel, Blue, Blue Devil? Blue, yeah. We do some of that. Marvel Universe, all kinds of things. We have shows on uh, Bob Dylan, a number of different podcasts. Bob Dylan, the greatest comic book hero ever. Exactly right. <laughs> we do, do Cheers <laughs> and Mash <laughs> and a lot of different things. So anyway, it's firewaterpodcast.com. Please check it out. Great. 
And so next to me, George and I are both from the organization called Gen X Grown Up. We'll start with George, who hosts a podcast called Drawn and Paneled. That's all correct. All about comic books. So George, tell us it about It is all about comic books. So drawnandpaneled.com is where you can find the website. Apparently, you can also start a jackhammering session right in the middle of our podcast. Yeah, yeah. It makes it more interesting. <laughs> it the does, shotgun right? range is right next door. So we cover podcasts. We have one every week. One week is our current events podcast, so comic books that come out that Wednesday. We get to do interviews with different comic creators, artists, writers, that kind of thing. And then our alternate weeks are our back issues, where we get to take a single story arc or issue from back when we were growing up, the 70s, 80s, 90s, and dig in deep on that. So stuff like Crisis on Infinite Earths or Marvel Superhero Secret Wars, that kind of a thing. It's a three-man podcast. Myself, John, and Jason mm-hmm. host that one, and we just have a lot of fun. We've got about 40 episodes out right now. so But they're all good is oh, the difference they That's are the differentiator you, you crack that nut yeah right. well you know it's really easy i just go in with alternate accounts and hit five star five star five star Brilliant. they all look good then after that Brilliant move. Great. Uh, and I am John, uh, also with Gen X Grown Up, and uh, we have created a YouTube channel, podcast, and a website all about Generation Xers who grew up in the 70s, 80s, early 90s, and we never grew out of the things that we loved, all the media, games, toys, pop culture. Uh, and we look at that stuff through the eyes of guys who grew up in that era, and we have backtrack issues where we look at a single nostalgic topic like rotary phones, or like the Walkman, or the Dewey Decimal System, as George mentioned, or Schoolhouse Rock or Captain <laughs> Kangaroo. Riveting. We dig into single things. The great thing about having all of us assembled here is this podcast will be available, edited, and published on all of our feeds. Uh, I encourage you to check that out later if you want to go back and remember just how hilarious we were. Plus, you should check out all of our shows because all quality stuff been around for a while. And uh, so I, I say we get into the show proper here. The content for this show is geek debates. This isn't just who's going to win in a fight between Batman and Superman. That's been done. We're talking about the... the what, was it really done, though? The real, it's, it's overdone, frankly. <laughs> <laughs> frankly. These are, these are the... Oh, got me. Yeah, right? <laughs> the shotgun next I door. feel like I'm an old, old West show or so something. So we, we have a selection of debates, of, of typical, pivotal geek debates that, that we can't find a true answer for, but we're going to find the solution here. <laughs> or not. In, in a debate form. We have some slips of paper. So I'm going to let... Let's, let's so. Carlin pull the first one down on the end. Carlin. So we're going to pick our first topic. Okay. <laughs> and I read it? Oh, if, we read all it? Agree, yeah, absolutely. if we all agree, this will take like 30 seconds. Okay. Who's the best actor to play Batman? Uh, Batman? Yeah. Yes, cheer right. for Batman. Zip, the, Clap for woo! Batman. He's, a, he's, <laughs> he's one of the comic book things, right, George? He's, he's one of the comic, comic book things. guys. He's got the ears. Thing. Yes, the right. ears. Right. Spock? Right. No. Wow. Okay. Right. Carlin, start off. Okay. Uh, this is. Uh, there's a lot of actors who have played Batman over the years. Uh, I'm going to go with Christian Bale is my favorite. Oh. Okay. No, no. I can't go with that. Controversial already. Controversial. No. Already, he gains and loses too I much damn that. weight between all these movies. <laughs> I can't go with him. Batman's supposed to stay one size the whole time. Well, and I also, he's not supposed to give up being Batman for eight years. But right. Like, <laughs> I still, like, I still like the actor. That's the right yes, yes. I mean, Jag, what do you think? Uh, well, I mean, it, it's cute that you came with that one. Again, cute. A lot of kids <laughs> showing up. Uh, That's adorable. Because clearly the best Batman is Kevin Conroy. From Batman the Animated Series. Oh, you know, that's, All right. that's not bad. That's not, not a bad, bad. choice. Bad. That well, is actually accurate. Does he count, though? Because he's not there in physical form on he's, the screen. He's played the role longer than anybody else. Yeah, but that's because they just didn't feel like changing out the pink slip. Uh, okay. All right, fine. <laughs> we'll play it your way. We'll go live action. The best Batman is Stephen Amell in Arrow. Because if you watch Arrow, he's That's, not playing Green Arrow. Yeah, he's basically Batman. Batman. I'm not going to argue with you on that okay, one. I'll you. give you that one. That's out of the box kind of way of thinking. I like that. <laughs> That's it. 
That's what you've come to expect from the Fire and Water podcast. Exactly right. <laughs> now, to be fair, I don't feel like we've gotten the live-action Batman on screen I want to see yet. Okay. I, I, the dark and the brooding is, is the closest would probably be Christian Bale, maybe even Ben Affleck. Um, as much as I love the 1989 Batman movie, Michael Keaton is not Batman. Mm-hmm. I know. It's oh. a great movie. Yes, I love it. Don't but worry, my, folks. It's coming. But Michael don't Keaton's worry. not my Batman. Oh. It's Kevin Conroy. That's the answer. The okay. No, 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 no. All right. So, George... Comic Book Podcast says Michael Keaton, absolutely best Batman of all time. Look, I'm getting applause. You already? got none. There's already applause. Look at that. There we go. I got a couple out there. My wife and son are helping me out a little bit. Appreciate that. <laughs> he baited the field. He baited the field. <laughs> no, but honestly, I mean, Michael Keaton, he's the guy. I mean, you got to give him credit for kind of starting off really the superhero movie, movie movement. I mean, I know that Iron Man really started the MCU, but... If it wasn't for Batman and some of those original Spider-Mans, I don't think you ever get there. That was like the first good comic book. It was first, really, yeah. I mean, right. you have some. I mean, that god awful Avengers film from '75 or whatever it was with the spandex. Ugh. But wasn't that more Timothy Burton than Michael Keaton? No, because think about it. I'll tell you why Michael Keaton was the best Batman. Tell me why. I'm riveted. Everybody, when they first heard of Michael Keaton being cast as Batman back then, you remember what they say. Mr. Mom is going to be Batman? How is that going to work? And the man absolutely slayed it. You now, initially, when you think of Batman film roles, you have to put Michael Keaton in the argument. There's no way that anything else is even relevant because everybody's like oh christian bale he's gonna kill it he's dark he's brooding he does all that kind of stuff michael keaton came out of left field slayed it he wins okay good well, job I, on the obvious easy answer george i will say thank goodness you know everyone freaked out when michael keaton was cast thank goodness no one freaks out when a new batman's cast anymore right all right well they're yeah. just so like who's it gonna be same this logic week? i'm gonna say the most unpopular choice but in the future gonna look back and go look john might have been right no don't you do it. robert pattinson very well oh, okay you're not you giving me now, the listen, vampire Sparkly, I'm not talking. I'm not talking sparkly about sparkly Batman. vampire Look, Batman. Why are you clapping? You clap for me now. You can't clap for him. <laughs> she, she, <laughs> he, he has come into his own as an actual actor, and he's got the jawline for it. Well, right, right, like Carlin. right now, he's well, likely <laughs> That's right. I'll give you that. Well, he's just sculpted out of fuzz. You can't really tell. <laughs> it's, there, it's, there. it's hidden under Fuzzy the Bear. <laughs> but the, the point with Pattinson is that it's not the Twilight Pattinson I'm interested in. It's the actor I've seen in indie films since then, bringing the chops he's developed in these small films, doing meaningful roles. I mean, look what Christian Stewart has become. Have you seen the Charlie's Angels trailer? I mean, she's gone from whatever the hell that was into like a powerful <laughs> actress that can carry a major motion picture blockbuster. I think I think Pattinson has it in him. I'm not going to say that you haven't been interested in sparkly right Pattinson, time, though. But I've known you a long time. You're kind of interested in sparkly Pattinson. You've been on that one since we first talked <laughs> he's, about it. He's pretty hot. That's true. <laughs> so I'm curious. Any uh, Any applause for Val Kilmer? Clap if you want. Hey. Wow. Well, definitely. Any, any, applause, <laughs> any applause for George Clooney? Hey, you just like the nipple yeah. suit. George you didn't really like Ju- George Clooney, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, any applause for uh, who was the Adam ben West? Uh, uh, Adam there, okay. Ben Affleck. Adam West, Adam West right? Okay, we got to give props to the ben different Affleck. kind of Batman. Applause but, yeah. for Batman. Okay. Yeah. Batfleck, come on, no Batflecks. All right. <laughs> Look, Batfleck, really? Batfleck? All right, I'll go Kevin with you. Kevin Conroy. <laughs> who? <Really>? <laughs> <laughs> Shall we move on to the next question? Let's move on. All right. Shag, pick pick us a topic. All right, here we go. Lay it on us. Oh, this is ugly. Number two. Number two. Han Solo or Malcolm Reynolds? This is over. Already done. This is over. There could be a fight, perhaps. All right, Shag. 
You start us off. You begin. All right. You got notes. You got notes. Right. right. That's not fair. It's a little yellow pad. Anyway. Well, once you've done 330-some podcasts, you can't keep it all in your head. So the hard part between Han Solo and Malcolm Reynolds is Malcolm Reynolds from Firefly is a fantastic character. Absolutely. And kills it. He's amazing, right? But... You gotta say, Han Solo came first. If you don't have Han Solo, oh. laying the template in popular fiction, you don't get to Malcolm Reynolds. Wow. So you're turning my Batman argument against me. Yes, that was, that <laughs> was right. my entire plan. I for see the that. So, <laughs> I don't know if that makes it better. Because if you look at Han Solo, from the moment he comes on the screen, he's a total ba- uh, tough guy. <laughs> he's a total tough guy. You, you remember know? that PG rating? Right, exactly. Right. right. So, he, you know, you see him, him, him and Greedo, and he shoots Greedo. By the way, for those of you out there who like to say Han shot first, that is actually incorrect. Han did not shoot first. That implies that Greedo shot at all. <laughs> Han shot Greedo. That's actually how that works. That's all that That happened. was the retcon where they had him yes. play. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, now, we're, so Malcolm right. is more fun to watch. Yeah, yeah. Okay. On a consistent basis, but I got to give it to Han Solo. We got one Han Solo. This is binary. We might get a decision here. All right, George? Uh, for me, honestly, it's Malcolm Reynolds. I was a big fan of Han Solo. I'm not going to give him. Was? Not, oh, until I saw Malcolm Spoiler Reynolds. Spoiler alert, okay. he's dead. All right. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but in all honesty, I mean, Malcolm Reynolds, absolutely the best swashbuckling captain you can ever say. I know Han Solo was a captain, but uh, to me, he kind of stole his ship anyway, so I don't really count him. Malcolm Reynolds actually <laughs> went to the junkyard, bought his ship, built it up with all his people, put on a great crew, and that's the bigger part, right? Okay. Han Solo, he's got one guy who's ultra loyal to him for whatever reason. I have no clue. But Malcolm Reynolds' crew... Whether they love him or hate him or got, anything like that. We got catering. This, we is got, this is fantastic. Nice. VIP you. treatment. Right I, know, I think I'm in the maid cafe again. This is awesome. Ah, water was just delivered ah. for those of you um, But Malcolm Reynolds, think see. about the nine actors on that show. He generated all that loyalty just based off of that character personality. And the acting, still those guys are getting cast left and right. Not that Harrison Ford isn't, but he's a little famous. He's a little famous. Malcolm Who? Reynolds. Who? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm going to... Uh, regrettably, regrettably, I'm gonna have to agree with George. The Knuckleheads <laughs> is. Uh, I mean, see, they're on the same podcast and they're coordinating. <laughs> so oh. you clearly haven't listened to any of our shows. Agreeing is not something we do a lot. So <laughs> or at all. So collusion is out off is out, out off the books. It's not gonna happen. I, I say Mal Reynolds not because of who came first or who came second or who shot first or who came on screen as a as a total butt kicker. But for me, Malcolm Reynolds, he inspired a crew. He's an entrepreneur. Where Solo was out for himself, and I always appreciated. They're both the swashbuckler, right? They're both kind of like out there doing it for themselves right. and making it happen. But he inspires a crew to follow him almost blindly because he is always looking out for the other people around yeah. him, not just for himself. And that makes him better, a better character for me because it's harder to do that than just be out for yourself. All right, Carlin. All right. Carlin, what do you think? If we're talking Han Solo from Star Wars or Empire Strikes Back, it's Han Solo. If we're talking Han Solo from Return of the Jedi, where he becomes completely inept. <laughs> <laughs> Look out for that twig. <laughs> or what about the prequel, the origin story? Uh, which I thought was actually a pretty good film. You like that I'm, one? I'm okay. I'm thinking in my mind Harrison Ford here. Uh, then, uh, yeah, then I'm going to go Malcolm Reynolds over Return of the Jedi. Wow, shag. But, but Picks the Han category Solo. and loses. How's that work? <laughs> no, hold Han Solo from, Retur- uh, from Star Wars or Empire. He's the he's Okay, the so you're courting so a little I'm, bit. Well, we got to ask the audience. I, I may have right? lost the category. But I want it life. You want it life. <laughs> I I'll give you the right that. choice. I appreciate Absolutely. how you just walk the middle so it's non-committal and you gather no ire from the audience. That way, it's well everyone done. will still listen to my podcast. Right. <laughs> still, well, just the two, just those good Star. ones. Right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So Han Solo from the audience. 
Han Solo, yes. Harrison Ford, Indiana Jones. Come on. I'm not counting your volume of clapping <laughs> in the. All right, Malcolm Reynolds. Well, damn, that lost. Mm. Jeez. Mm. <laughs> Poor Malcolm. He just got left like Fox did. We just got pulled. We just got canceled after right. one season. All right, new category. All right, number three. Number three. Here we go. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I'm not going to have anything to say on this one. Okay. Betty or Veronica? Archie. So Archie, yep. Yeah. Let's do an audience know. poll. Betty? Betty? Betty. Okay. Veronica? Uh, Veronica we're wins. talking about? Contest over. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Your pick. Our wives are in the audience, so we really have so to right. carefully. <laughs> I would like to abstain. Look, she's filming him. Right, you know, exactly. this is all gonna... There's evidence. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Well, any decision I make based on Veronica or Betty, Veronica, is uh, has to be based on the comic books because I haven't seen River, uh, Riverdale. I haven't either. Because I'm not a 14-year-old yeah. girl. I imagine you watch it regularly. <laughs> oh, wow. Exactly. Yeah. There you go. Nerd lunch to the rescue. Yep. So. You want to pick another category? Sure. All yeah, right, yeah, yeah. We, all right. <laughs> that was over. Thanks, guys. <laughs> all right. Don't need that page. <laughs> all right, so this is Who's the Best Doctor from Doctor Ooh. Who. All right. Ooh. You going to start? I'll be happy to start. You know, I have always asserted that the best Doctor Who for anyone, you put me wrong, is the one that you were first introduced to Doctor Who with. Uh, I think that holds true for a lot of people. Now, maybe modern, they're all kind of like on certain pars. You know, Doctor Who started out as basically a kid's show with $20 budgets, sorry, 20 pound budgets in the UK. <laughs> uh, but, you know, for me, it wasn't even Tom Baker. The guy who was, I was introduced to it, the guy I learned about Doctor Who with for me was John Pertwee. <sighs> Good choice. And, and I just think, I think Baker was, he had the scarf and he had the swagger and he had the, sm the smarm. But Pertwee for me was who I thought of when I thought of the doctor. For every subsequent doctor, Pertwee for me is, is the doctor. All right. Okay. I'm not going to argue too much. Paul Harlan? McGann. I just, uh, yeah. Actually, I really do like Paul McGann. He's not my favorite. I do like him a great deal. Uh, and I think he should be brought back at some point. They should do a two doctor uh, crossover where they bring him back. They've and certainly shown they're off. capable of that. Um, the, uh, I guess I would say uh, Tom Baker, just like you say, he was who I was introduced to. Tom Baker. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, I've committed about 35 years of my life to Doctor Who, so I'm a bit wow. of a fan. Yeah, right. I'm a pretty big fan. Uh, Only 35? New. No. Sorry, I am. I am. <laughs> Obviously, Tom Baker was my first. Okay. I absolutely adore him, but yep. I, I have to give it to David Tennant. <laughs> I just uh, I just he, love how you said that Tom Baker was my first. He was. Sorry, honey. <laughs> I didn't mean to break it to you. Um, but, no, David Tennant had this frenetic energy. He's just crazy and manic and funny and lovable, and he, he has, no one looks off into the middle distance all moody better than him. <laughs> you know, and the tear down his face, I'm so so sorry you know all that he's he was a great choice he, he really energized the role i think russell t davies was was at his absolute best in that era the murray gold score scores were the best of that era i, I have to give it to tenant i my runners up would be tom baker paul mcgann and peter davison but uh <laughs> so, so all the rest of them are <laughs> yeah so and uh, oh tenant also he was a fan like us actually he was yeah. one of the few uh guys who became an actor of and the role that really loved the show growing up. He read the books. He had the DVDs. In fact, he's such a collectibles fan of Doctor Who. He married Peter Davison's daughter. The, as the wow. Doctor Who. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, all right. So there you go. I I hate to say it, but I'm going to completely agree with Shag on both points. I was a big Tom Baker fan growing up. Obviously, that was part of my era. You know, PBS and afternoon, right after school and everything. You come home, you see the scarf, and you're just like, oh. <laughs> this is awesome. But then I kind of fell away from Doctor Who as I grew up, started doing sports and, you know, girls and all sports. that kind of Sports? You're at the yeah, wrong right. convention. Yeah, no, no, no. 
Yeah. But George has done a lot of sports, and it really damages his geek cred it quite does. often. There's yeah. a lot of head injuries. But <laughs> now, but David Tennant really brought me back to Doctor Who. I mean, I'd heard about all the people coming. David Tennant, and I, I just di- I did miss one thing though. I really wish he'd have started doing the Slytherin tongue. I never <laughs> saw that in any episodes. Be- but he did that so well in the Harry Potter series. I was like, oh. But uh, David Tennant, I think he's probably the, my favorite Doctor to this day. All right. All right. Let's go back down to Carlin. Number five. Number five. A good good one this time. Good one. iPhone or Android? (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, this is pretty binary as well. Uh, iPhone, it's actually what's being, uh, I'm shooting a video right now in the front row on an iPhone. All right. All right. Well, that was straightforward. I love that you have notes for this. I know. So, so I, just I, wanna, I don't know why, though. Just be, because, because, because you have it. Have you tried the others, or is this just? I, no, I haven't. So it's even, a unilateral decision. I, every time I so go, you're like, iPhone is iPhone, best. And here's say, how I know. I, I say, I'm gonna. You know what? This time I'll check out the Android, and I walk in and I buy an iPhone. I don't even look at the Android. So really? I, I, I say I'm going to, and I don't even do it. It's okay. just that much it's of just, a pull. You're part. A, you're one of the iPhone zombies already. Wow. Wow. All right. For me, it'd be a Nokia flip phone. Uh, no, 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 no. For the, for the, I, I'm an iPhone guy as well. I have an Amazon, I have an Android tablet, and I have an iPhone on my on my side here. Um, but for me, I have this disease. It's uh, I've been actually diagnosed with technological leprosy. Uh, any any device I hold in my hand for more than five or ten minutes begins to break down. Wow! And I find that the iPhone is something. It's so simple. It's so basic. It. Does, it does what I need out of the box. It's kind of immune from that right. for you. Right. And I don't need, you know, as far as the Android, if you like a million choices and you want to program it and all these things, mm-hmm. that's fantastic. I don't need a million choices in my phone. It's for making a phone call, texting someone. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Making a what now? I, I have to call my wife. She, yeah, so. But <laughs> so, so, like, with your your voice, you yes, talk. Yes, yes. I do that. Oh. I know. <laughs> I'm not a millennial. They I'm still a Gen do Xer. Like, no, okay. Right. Okay. All right. So, Fair um, enough. And so I don't need a million choices. If I want a million choices, I'll go to Golden Corral. I don't care. But I, so I don't need an Android. It's, it's too and much. delightful choices they are yes, at the they Golden are. Corral. Yes, they are. <laughs> I mean, I'm, right, George, go ahead. I'm an Android guy. I've yeah. been an Android guy from the beginning. I didn't want to get a smartphone. I work in IT, and I absolutely didn't want to be tethered to my job, which those of you who have jobs in IT or may, you know that as soon as you get that smartphone, it's emails all in the middle of the night, it's text, it's mm-hmm. log in, and you can even do it from your phone with different apps and everything. And I just, I kind of hated that, so I stayed away from them. When I finally did, I said, all right, let me get the cheapest one. And at that time, it was an Android device. I got sucked into that culture. Notorious cheapskate. You don't know George's I am, well, but super, I am a super, super big cheapskate. cheapskate. I'm an early adopter, and he's like the last adopter. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, is the discount over at Walmart yet? You're no. the dollar adopter. I am the dollar adopter. There you go. That's yeah. a nice one. I That's like my that new one. catchphrase, dollar, dollar adopter. There we go. Right. So it sounds like a T-shirt. Yeah. I'll take a dollar for each one. Thank you. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm a convert, so I was an iPhone user since like the 3GS, right after my Nokia. Incidentally, I went to a 3GS and uh, loved it, and I bought the four and the five and the six. And I just kept going, and every time I was like, man, because I'm a super like tinkering nerd that you were talking about, Shag. That I want I want a million options. I want to mess with it, and if I push this button, does it have fireworks for me? Whatever you can do is all customizable. But Android was so rudimentary compared to the polish that iOS had, and I ignored it for a long time. And then I got an Android tablet, like you said, and I started going, like I really was interested in the technology, the hardware that was coming out, that was usurping what Apple was doing. They were kind of playing catch up. They played catch up better, but they weren't, they're playing catch up, quite honestly. And so I said, let me set my like, tablet and my phone side by side, and then let's pretend this is a phone. Is it to the point where I can do all the things I need to do? And it was, so I, 
took the leap, and but I kept my iPhone in my pocket. I'll change the SIM anytime I'm uncomfortable, and I never went back. So it, I'm surprised this didn't generate more vitriol. Usually people are really staunch in one camp or the other. Uh, but I mean, I respect what iPhone does, but I think if you, if you are a techie guy, there's so much more available to you. I mean, just simple as like, I would like to change the icon on this app. I, you know, Apple says, no, 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 you don't understand. We don't do that. Find something better to do with your life. <laughs> this is all I've got. <laughs> all right, so the audience, iPhone, clap. iPhone, Android. Thank you. Oh, Thank look. you very wow, much. Wow, he's aggressive with that class. Well, to be fair, <laughs> the, the Android is the more preferred brand of nerds and geeks. Mm -hmm. It is. Yeah. I'm yeah. just lazy. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. All right, okay. I'll give you that one. All Pick right. a topic, Shag. All right, Shag, lay it on us. All right, here we go. It is flying or invisibility. Ooh. Flying Ooh. or invisibility. Superhero powered. I can because already tell you I hope you choose invisibility. Ah, that's, that's clever. Okay. No one else is laughing, though. No. Okay. <laughs> um, Flying, it's got to be flying. I mean, Superman the movie. Come on. Ever since then, that was pretty cool. Flying. I'll give you that. When you when you when you have weird dreams that you remember when you wake up in the morning, no one remembers waking up from an invisibility dream. <laughs> dream. It's what we all want. Damn do. it! He's almost making me change my answer. It's because it's the right answer. Oh my goodness! No, I'm not going that way though. I'm going to stick to my guns. I'm going to go with invisibility. Well, we can't see your guns. I know. That's the whole point. All right. Yeah, I can pull them out any time. That's yeah, why you right. can't see them. <laughs> No, but think about it. I mean, invisibility, go anywhere you want, anytime. You can, you know, run around, pinch John in the shoulder. He won't know it. He'll for think what? it's shag. That's do, awesome. What is that good for? I don't know. It's just fun, <laughs> right? I mean, flying is fun, but eventually it's going to get boring. When you can go around yeah. and mess with people and everything, I, I just, maybe I'm a little bit too mischievous for it, but <laughs> invisibility is what I, Rob Banks and no consequences? How do you not love that? I remember being, you know, in middle school thinking sneaking into the locker room would be cool and being invisible, but so then I grew up. I was trying to keep it at here, and <laughs> okay. you went way down there. I'm just here. saying you live down there. Okay, fair okay. enough. <laughs> You're downtown there. I know. <laughs> this was always a tough one for me. It is a classic geek debate. It's, it's almost like the Batman Superman, you know, you know, dichotomy. Which one do you pick? And I still... That's a good choice. Again, actually. hate Batman's that. Batman's always invisible. <laughs> Superman's always flying. There you go. I oh, yeah. I didn't plan that. Oh, no, I did plan that. I'm that smart and that clever. No. I, I, I always thought invisibility just because of, not because of the dirty mind that Shag had, but I think you could profit more from invisibility. Bank you know I mean? robbing. That's what I'm saying. Right. I don't mean just that. I mean, th there are ways that you could utilize invisibility for espionage, for, for whatever it might be. Now, you're still vulnerable, but how will they hit you? It's they... all stealing. And I'm such a huge fan of the Pulp character of the Shadow, and uh, that was like yeah, his predominant power. Like, he uh, takes every comic book show we have and turns it into We're going it straight to the Shadow weapon. before we hit the Every single time. There's no doubt. And that was his primary superpower outside of incredibly smart and bold and brave. All those things he has. But invisibility for me, I think, yeah. Carlin, what do you think? I choose super speed. Super speed. You're going a whole different route. I'm going, route, going a whole off different route. Super speed is what I would take. Uh, you know, always in the power. I'm sorry. Uh, no substitutions. Uh, right, no substitutions. <laughs> then, uh, this game so well. I'm going to go. Uh, sorry, Shag. I'm going to go invisibility as well. Thank right. you. Just because I might have a bit of a you know fear of heights. You know. I just thought, like, <laughs> I really well. You could fly like, low. Like, like, what was that? Remember that movie? Uh, was it was it Meteor Man where he just didn't get very far off the ground? Right. Right. Yeah. Man reference. Yes. Really? Yeah. Wow. Nerd. Deep tracks. Very Deep tracks. All right, audience, flying. Wow. Invisibility. I think that's a clear that's, winner. I think there's dirty minded people out there. <laughs> All right. All right. Give us one more. We got about, I don't, uh, we got about 15 minutes. I don't want to give us in. one more. What?
it? Nope. I'm not going to give us one more. I, I, want the audi- I want the audience to give us one so your uh, notes don't count. Does uh, anybody out there have a topic that they'd like us I to I make? Wish they would do Comic this books, movies, TV shows, anything like that. Keep it clean. All right. There's one in the back. King Kong versus what? Godzilla. <laughs> That's, that was one of the ones <laughs> on our the list. list. <laughs> so let, let's do that one now. That's great. All because right. we'd said, you know, who's going to win in a fight. Right. But this is really pertinent because coming next year, they're going to be in a fight. Everybody it's knows that happen. the King Kong Godzilla movie is happening, right? Everybody's yeah. aware. So, so the new monster versus going on Godzilla just happened. We had Kong Skull Island last year, year before, right? A couple years, couple, yeah. yeah. And uh, so coming up next year, they're going to have King Kong versus Godzilla. It's going to be a major motion picture in a cinema near you. And well, before we get into it, I want to ask how many in the audience have seen the most recent Godzilla film? Okay. One, two, like four. Okay. So this is going to be great. The there lady who gave us the topic. <laughs> Yeah, so so it was your pick, George. So let's talk about King Kong versus Godzilla. This is going to happen, and they said there's going to be a winner. So first of all, I want to talk about the most recent film just a little bit. That's why I was asking, because I don't want to give too many spoilers away. But yeah, Not too many. Right. I mean, <laughs> or, or, or any, if you can help it. No, I want to give some away. Yeah. There's a big lizard in okay. it. Right. There's a giant moth. Thing. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. But honestly, in this film, it, the story itself was very lackluster. Like, I didn't care about the drama, the acting, any of that stuff. The fight scenes were tremendous. Okay. The monster fight scenes were incredible. The Mothra character, it's the most beautiful character I've seen on screen in the last 20 years. I thought that was an achievement beyond anything I had seen, akin to when Andy Serkis first did Gollum in Lord of the Rings. Like, that okay. blew me away, and so did Mothra. That being said, I think King Kong's going to kick his butt. Well, hold on. I, just for clarity, were, were you complaining about the Godzilla movie, saying it wasn't good? Because no. if you went into a Godzilla movie... <laughs> Looking right. for story. No, no. Right. I guess fight, right. Godzilla is not theater. cinema. I think I would have liked to have gone in 45 minutes already into the show playing. Okay. Then that way I just got to see the monster battles. But okay. now I still think King Kong's going to win. I've talked to some people online and everything. Apparently King Kong has an ability to channel lightning in some different storylines or something. I hadn't that's heard about this. King Kong. I, that's what I really? said. I was like, that's weird. I know Godzilla has nuclear that, powers. That's Cyber and, Kong yeah. or someone I don't know? I, who is that? You know, Mecha Kong. I don't <laughs> know. But, there was a Mecha Kong. So yeah. maybe something like that, but I'm going to go with King Kong just because he was the one I grew up with. Like I saw King Kong before Godzilla. Okay. So him ripping apart that T-Rex's mouth mm-hmm. and the old stop motion stuff, that was just awesome to me. And I just can't wait till he gets a chance to pull Godzilla Godzilla apart and split him up and roast him over a fire. So it's like the Doctor Who effect, like your first Doctor, so you hit yeah. the first monster for you. Yeah. A little bit. So, you know, I do not hide the fact that I'm a King Kong. I'm Camp King Kong all the way. I'm worried for King Kong based on the Godzilla I saw in this latest Godzilla because he, he is bad. a major havoc bringer. Yeah. And, I mean, the, the, the amount of devastation that he can do, King Kong has got his work cut out for him, so I'm on Team Kong. But I'm not convinced he's going to be the one. Yeah, but once Godzilla gets weak, you got to feed him a nuclear bomb for him to be able to get back up. King Kong just needs Fei Ray. He's not Hayata waiting for the beta capsule to recharge him. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm I'm hoping for Kong, but I'm nervous for him. Carlin, what do you think? Uh, I think all that Godzilla has to do is hold up a picture of a pretty blonde, and then King Kong gets distracted, (laughs) and Godzilla takes him out. Yeah, you're probably not wrong there. Right. King Kong. Uh, now, if it was the King Kong from 1979 or whatever, the one that climbed the Empire State Building, maybe sure. you'd give my vote. So, but that was the World Trade Center. Actually. World Trade Center, right? Yeah. Thank you. That's what I'm saying. Um, but no, it's it's Godzilla, King of Monsters. It's right there in the name. You're right. King yeah. of Monsters. And if you take out King Kong, you can make another one. 
Big gorillas, they happen in movies, whereas big Godzillas okay. don't. So I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to say they can make a King Kong, I'm sorry, Godzilla win. They can, the King Kong franchise can continue without a problem, but it's Godzilla. So King Kong can have a baby, and then they can just keep doing movies from that. They, they, they call that Son of Kong. Yeah, it's Son of Kong. Thing, yeah. right. It's all, all right. in the. I thought marketing. that was Donkey Kong Jr. No, I, that's a different too. thing. Yeah. All right. <laughs> all right. So thank you for that from the, uh, thank the you audience. From the beautiful, beautiful woman sitting and talented. Wow. It's my wife. All right. Here we go. <laughs> here we go. So here's one for you, uh, technologists and gamers out there: PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo, or PC. Oh. That's a lot of choices. It is. That's a lot of choices. It is. We could all just pick. Are you one are you and go paralyzed home. by the ability? To we have could all, all those just options? pick one and go home. We could and have be done. a four way split. We don't know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so I'll start as I drew it. Longtime console gamer, but for the same reason I love Android. I mean, have you ever seen a PC game come out that was not backwards compatible? I mean, PC is the platform that allows you to have your library, take it wherever you go. You can decide how good your games are based on how much you decide to invest in your gaming rig. And you're not going to have to buy a new one next month because they put out a new thing and all my games don't work anymore. The PC is back, especially with DOSBox. I can play games from 1992 still on my modern PC. They never go out of style, they never get old, and I can't stop playing them just because I had to get a new one. So that's not a quality thing, it's a fact that I'm not getting ripped off by having to start over and hit the reset button all the time. Getting better for consoles, but PC, I think. So I would have been PC, or would have been oh, Xbox, I'm sorry. I'm going next, I don't care. So Carlin, that's how that works. Sorry, I'm just taking over. <laughs> I would have been Xbox, but when Xbox One came out and killed backwards compatibility for the Xbox 360 and everything, that turned me off to consoles. I got out of them. I don't want to. And we have my wife. backwards compatibility. They're, they're, they're ravenously backwards compatible. They weren't, though, when they first came out with the Xbox One. When it first came out, you couldn't play Xbox only, 360 only titles on it. Yeah, like two or three of them. Games. That's, and you had yeah. to download right. them to it, and you, then you had to have the disc, and it was this big company. Right. We had. I'm, my wife's in the audience. We had five Xbox 360s in the house, one on every television. So did we. Yeah, yeah. And I was done with it. So I got into the PC stuff, got on Steam, which is a marvelous platform for playing games. But now we were just talking about this in one of our podcasts. There's a new platform that's coming out for the PCs that I'm very interested in, Grand well, Old Games. Yeah, it's an existing platform that they have called Galaxy because they're they doing sell old games. Yeah, they're doing this new front end. So now this with this Galaxy 2.0 or whatever they're going to do on Grand Old Games, you can have your Xbox games on there, your PlayStation games on there, your Steam games on there, your Grand Old Games stuff on there, all in one interface. When that comes out and that hits, that's going to be huge. And all these uh, PlayStation, Xbox, they've all signed on to this. The only one that hasn't is Nintendo. Mm -hmm. That's right. So when they sign on this, and people are testing it in beta and saying it works. So, so you're I'm really PC? looking forward to that. You're yeah, PC. PC. Yeah. All right. Shag? So um, now I know what it feels like when people are in the room and I start talking about Doctor Who. Because I don't care about <laughs> video games at all. <laughs> oh, that was mind-numbingly painful. Thank you. Um, mind-numbingly painful. Yeah, I, this I this is amazing. I've used those same words to describe George in the past. Well, so, Winter Twin Powers, well activate. Done. Well, so I'm so, done. Apparently, <laughs> where's the off button here? I, I, peaked, no, I got you. I peaked with video games with the Sega Genesis. Uh, so that was, that's, oh, my, nice that's system, my high though. point. Yeah? So my last experience with computer gaming was uh, running the shields on X-Wing and TIE Fighter <laughs> in the audience uh, so all the like you know the A and the S and the D and the F2 and the way too complicated so if I had to vote I would go with console games alright fair enough spoken like now. a guy with a Nokia flip phone there you go <laughs> uh, I am with Shag we do we do own an Xbox 360 uh, but uh, haven't uh, 
upgraded anything else, but it really, uh, besides playing a few of the Lego games with my kids, uh, I don't really play games. All right. Um, uh, Angry Birds on my iPhone, I play, <laughs> I play that nonstop. But uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much it. All right. What, so, uh, what about you? So what were the options? Yeah, so PlayStation. Let's hear for PlayStation from the audience. Okay. A couple right. of them. Yeah. All right. So the Microsoft environment, Xboxing. One, two, three. Yeah. I bet yeah. this is a big one. Nintendo. Yeah, they there's some Nintendo fans. All right, yeah. PC gaming. Not I think I'm right again. <laughs> I also noticed too how it was different age ranges that appeared in the audience. Atari. So like Atari. Atari. Yes, yes, absolutely. There we go. There we go. Nice. We've got one of those over here on the table if you guys want to play. Nice. All right, Carla, laid on us. What do you got? This is a great one. All right. And I think it's going to need some clarification, some ground rules set as far as how we want to do this. But the question is, who's the best Star Trek captain? And so Ooh. what I would like to know is, are we going to say that's just lead characters no. in the shows? I, or we're talking, yep. it could be anybody who was a captain. So Rachel Garrett from yesterday's sure. Enterprise counts. Right, Absolutely. you could. Okay. I think you could. I'm fair yep. with that. Showing your nerd cred. Well uh -huh. done, sir. Let's uh, hear for Rachel Garrett. From Rachel Garrett. <laughs> nice Come job. On. Well done. Enterprise C, represent. Um, there, there are so many good captains. I, I love uh, most of them, uh, but ultimately I do land on Benjamin Sisko from Deep Space Nine. I just love the complexity, love that he's a father, uh, love that show as a whole. Um, I, know, I know it's it's painful to say that he's better than Kirk. I know, you're going to hate me, but... Uh, we I, already did. <laughs> <laughs> but Cisco is my answer. All right. All right. My, mine's a little more complicated. I, I, I trusted you guys to you've cover... Got, you've got like two pages worth well, quit of Quit talking and let me get through this. <laughs> That's right. I, I trusted everyone else to, to cover the Kirks and the Picards. So my pick is actually Captain Edward Jellicoe. Oh, from the oh nice. From the, from the Next what Generation another, episode. Another deep yep. cut. Well done. Well, because in that episode, Kirk, um, Picard is down on being tor tortured by Cardassians. It's right. Like, Death. Oh, four lights! It's that episode, right. He's the guy that's on the ship that everyone hates because he's a jerk. Well, here's the thing. The guy's not a jerk. He's trying to do his job. His job is there to protect everyone, not go, not go rescue Picard. He's supposed to save a thousand people on the ship, save the Federation. And by the way, he put Troy in a uniform. He said, quit wearing right. your major suit. You're at work. <laughs> so, uh, the guy, no one liked him, and that's okay. He was there to do a job and save the Federation, and he did it. Unlike everyone else who runs off every other episode to go on some personal vendetta. So he's your favorite captain. No, as a best, result, best. He's not the my best. favorite. Okay. My favorite is Mackenzie Calhoun from the New Frontier books. So there we go. <laughs> and you made fun of me about Rachel Garrett. <laughs> wow. You. Now you're just you. showing off. <laughs> Says the guy who used to run the Star Trek Club in Tallahassee. Yeah, well. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> Uh, I think I'm going to go with an unconventional pick, one be that a lot of people don't like. Be and I think it's tied mainly because the show didn't perform as well as some of the other shows. I'm going to go with Jonathan Archer. Oh, hmm. okay. The reason he's why... He's a cute dog. Oh, he's, boy. He's a cute one. But the oh, reason boy. why is because, Very well done. in all it's honesty, awesome. he was the one that had to do the most without anything in his background. All the other captains had other captains before them to rely upon and learn from and different orders and prime directives. He didn't even have the prime directive when he first started, you know, from the very first season. Mm -hmm. So I think Jonathan Archer had the most to accomplish, had the furthest to go, and he did it very successfully for the most part. I mean, he did save the Federation, he did save Earth, you know, so I think Jonathan Archer is a pretty strong candidate for the best captain because he had nothing to rely on. No net. I can't hate any of these choices, but I don't agree with any of them. <laughs> <laughs> Notice so, we didn't say favorite. We said best. I know. I, I, I'm with you. Yeah. So, you know, up until 
Up until a couple of years ago, I would have said Picard for the same reason that I chose Malcolm Reynolds. His ability to lead, inspire others, to work and you know support those around him. It's harder to do that than just be good on your own. And so Picard was, would be my, my favorite. But I saw a better captain do that, and that was Anson Mount's Christopher Pike. Oh, okay. So, is that Discovery? That's right. Okay. Yeah. So in the, in the latest season of Discovery, Christopher Pike, who was just, we saw him in a pilot, and then we saw him rolling around in a wheelchair with some blinking lights. He was a nobody, really, in the, in the pantheon of Star Trek. But Discovery itself, which was a floundering show with the fans, Anson Mount portrayed Christopher Pike and showed him as a consensus builder, as a leader, the things that you need to have in Starfleet. And he inspired the people around him. Plus, he salvaged a show that was not doing great. So for all those reasons, I find that Pike, especially as played by Anson Mount, which is in the main timeline, is going to be the best captain for me. Well, now, right. now that we've all tried to be smart and sneaky and not Kirk or Picard, <laughs> let's ask the audience. Kirk or Picard? Kirk? <laughs> wow. No. Wow. wow. Total wow. crickets. Captain Picard. Wow. 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 They like bald men. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's, That's the only reason you last, but, but Kirk, what? isn't he also bald? Okay. Yeah. Oh! <laughs> wow. That's going to be our last geek debate. We have just a few more minutes. I want to quickly run through and make sure you know how to find these great podcasts from these contributing authors that are here on the show. Uh, I'm going to start down there with Carl and tell everyone how to find your podcast. All right. So, again, uh, you can go to the website, nerdlunch.net. If you are on Twitter or Instagram, you can find me at Nerd Lunch. We also have a Facebook page, but Facebook's pretty useless, so we don't post much there. Uh, so <laughs> pretty much Twitter, Instagram, nerdlunch.net. And thank you, everyone. Yep. Thanks, uh, Carlin. And Shag? Uh, Fire and Water Podcast Network. It's at fireandwaterpodcast.com. Uh, you can go out there. You can also run on Twitter, FW Podcasts. On Facebook, it's the Fire and Water Podcast Network because it's not useless. It's just for lazy people who don't mind losing all the time. <laughs> it's the flip phone generation social media. That's well, right. It's fair. <laughs> and George, tell us about Drawn and Panel. Yeah, drawnandpanel.com. You can also find us on Insta or, uh, Twitter, not Instagram, but drawn and, at drawnandpaneled on Twitter. And also on genicgrownup.com, all the different podcast networks and Evergreen and Geeks Worldwide. Yep. Right. And Gen X Grown Up, you can find it, unsurprisingly, genxgrownup.com. Uh, and we've been around for a couple of years. And uh, it was a pleasure to be able to be here with all of you guys. Uh, pillars of a community in your own right. Uh, it's been great. I hope that we have shed some light on these uh, legendary geek debates. We're probably just muddied the waters. But, yeah. you know, a little, little self-aggrandizing and congratulations each other. For the That's five fine. people that were listening. But what, <laughs> do we have to count the people in the room, or do we? Well, we got to yeah. take the fam yeah. we got to take the families out though. Counting, I mean, that's, that's why that's five people in the room. So four. Counting this room has doubled my audience. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's been Geek Debates here at Infinity Con at Tallahassee 2019. I hope we'll see you again next year, Infinity Con. This has been a great event they've set up, uh, and it was a pleasure for all of us, I know, to yep. uh, be here. So, gentlemen, thanks so much. Thank you. Yep. Bye bye. Thank process. you guys. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. We're also an affiliate of the Geeks Worldwide Radio Network. You can check them out at the GWW.com.
If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. We're two minutes behind, guys. Chop, just chop. like a podcast. <laughs> it's, it's the normal podcast, set up the mics, try and connect to Skype. Uh, this is how pod. This is all how all podcasts start. Actually, there's a few minutes of technical difficulties. This is just right. how it goes. If you're lucky, Followed it's just by a few minutes. Immense panic, right, right. and then as soon as you get finished, then it's all about the edit, right? It's all about the edit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to represent Skype. To, no, and <laughs> that's a pretty good impression of Skype, right? <laughs> you have all your gear set up. Are you good now? I think so. You can what, hear me. What gear did you bring? Uh, this gear you is didn't just. You brought a yeah. mic flag. That's the, I brought that's a mic your contribution, flag. Yes. isn't yes. it? Hello. Well, let's Very talk much. about his mic flag then. Yeah. This is a podcast panel all about my mic flag. <laughs> forty-five minutes about my mic flag. You can hardly wait. Don't it's leave. Pretty, don't go away. Hey, yep. don't laugh. We did forty-five minutes on the Dewey Decimal System, so trust me. <laughs> We can make something out of anything. We're really wanting people to stay, aren't we? <laughs> I hope those are euphemisms. Hi, this is comedian and writer, and let's be honest, I do a lot of things. This is Dean Archipotis, the host of Whiskey Business, the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey. Yes, we drink and talk about whiskey, but we do so much more with so many interesting people. For example, we talk to comedians like Greg Warren. You know, I don't want to brag... But let's just say I can walk into a Red Lobster and get whatever. You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, yeah. right? And yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? <laughs> the Bigfoot thing is people have seen these and, and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Chapotas. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.